Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. You can see here President Trump's in the state of Arizona. He's doing another Latino roundtable right now. He did one in Nevada as well over the weekend. He was in California earlier today, obviously talking about the wildfires and just the absolute disastrous situation that is taking place there. So if we have any breaking news out of this roundtable, obviously we'll take you out live to that event. Now, earlier today, Senator Kevin Kramer, he sits on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Also the commander, this is, I think it's super cool. The commander of the U.S. Space Command, General James Dickinson, uh, they were up in Grand Forks earlier today. They were visiting with students and staff about how uh, Space Command, Space Force is going to fit in, how North Dakota is going to fit in there. Then shortly after that, then they went to the Air Force Station in Cavalier. Now, a lot of us don't really know much about what's going on in Cavalier with that Air Force Station, so you're going to hear Senator Kramer at least share what he can um, in just a few moments. But first, in my opinion, anytime you can have a general, uh, the commander of U.S. Space Command in our state, it's a pretty big deal. It's a great honor to have him here. So I want to start tonight with him. I'm going to play for you roughly. He had about a four or five minute presser um, earlier today up at UND. We had a chance to ask him some questions, myself and other reporters. One of the things that I asked him, because this is the, the Space Command. I mean, this is the new area of war for our nation. I looked at him, I said, hey, you're the general, you're the person forming this vision, seeing all the intel, what keeps you up at night? Then I said, you know, what do you think is the greatest threat that we face from space? So here's more from General Dickinson. It's my first time to North Dakota, so it was great to have the opportunity to come up here uh, and get to uh, get to, to familiarize myself with the University of North Dakota. I mean, it's uh, very apparent that uh, we've got some great, great students and great faculty here, very, very passionate about what they do each and every day here. So for me to come up here and get the opportunity to uh, to learn more about the University of North Dakota, as well as visit some of our great service members up here, was really my my goal, and I. I'm going to achieve that goal a little later this afternoon, going up to see uh, see some of our service members. How does North Dakota fit into the Space Force and Space Command as a whole? Well, like each each, each areas around the country, you know, each state has a has a certain amount of uh, you know uh, specialty, if you will, that brings to the to the Space Force and the Space Command in particular. As I'm the U.S. Space Com Commander, and uh, North Dakota is one of those states. I mean, we've got some great. Americans up here in the military that are doing missions each and every day for the space domain. Can you explain the distinction between Space Force and Space Command? Certainly. So U.S. Space Command, which I'm the commander of, is the warfighting uh, command for the United States government. So uh, there are 11, 11 combatant commands in the Department of Defense. U.S. Space Command is the, the 11th, the newest. We're a little over a, a year old uh, this last month on the 29th of August. And so I've got the responsibility of doing the war fighting, uh, the war fighting for the space domain for the United States of America. The Space Force is uh, the organized, trained, and equipped service. And we know that's the newest branch of the military service as the sixth service. And they're responsible for organizing, training, and equipping uh, for the Space Force, for the First Space Command. So as being in command of that and being the general and the lead, what keeps you up at night? Well, I'll tell you, I sleep quite well at night. Okay. Uh, we've got great men and women who are, are doing those things we need them to do in the space domain each and every day. And I'm honored to be the uh, space comm commander as I get to work with each of us, with those folks uh, in our pursuit of uh, providing unfettered access to the space domain. So maybe a better question is what's the biggest threat that we face from space? Well, we continue to see that uh, 
we've got some competitors that hold us uh, that are doing things in the space domain right now that we need to make, be prepared that we need to hold them accountable for that and that's what we're doing in the u.s space command each and every day another question what, what do you do with the information that you gathered here uh today you take it back with you what happens to it certainly so as u.s space command stands up and as i mentioned we're a little over a year old we're still we're, we're looking at our organizational design we're looking at things that we're going to do uh, now and in the future and as part of any organization it's very important for us to understand what the academic world is doing what the ac academic world can bring to the united states space command so that's what i'm doing on this particular trip and it's been a great trip i got to tell you overall the university of north dakota great patriots great americans up here doing some great work for the country is there a timeline for implementing or making decisions well so what we do with those, we're, we're determining what our requirements are right now uh, within the command, within the space enterprise, if you will, as we stand up, continue to establish ourselves as the 11th combatant command. Since we're on a university, I guess, uh, how, how big would student involvement be uh, working towards the, spa, uh, the space force and find, uh, finding a way to uh, fight in space? Well, certainly. So overall, I just got done spending some time with the ROTC students here at the University of North Dakota, both the uh, Air Force and the Army. And I will tell you, those young cadets that are coming through the university here, soon to be officers, we will absolutely look to uh, those types of uh, individuals to, to be part of not only U.S. Space Force, but for what I'm responsible for, which is the United States Space Command. We need those young leaders uh, in the military, as well as in the civilian workforce. And so, just the, uh, for example, here, this academic institution, the University of North Dakota, they're training great students that could potentially be uh, future civilians in either the U.S. Space Force or U.S. Space Command. So we're looking for that young, vibrant uh, student, young, vibrant adult that is looking to potentially serve their nation either in uniform or as a civilian. Uh, time for one more. So a lot of people, I think, U.S. Space Command go, what is it? Why do we need it for the layperson like myself at home? How would you explain it to them? Well, like we see in the other domains, we have uh, commands that fight in those domains, whether it's cyber, whether it's air, land, or sea. And so we have seen that uh, we've got a lot of activity up in the space domain. And like in any other domains, you, you've got to watch what your competitors and your adversaries may do. And uh, what we have seen uh, in the past is that we have some of our competitors that are doing things in uh, space that we need to hold them accountable for. So this command is uh, purpose built for our national defense strategy in terms of being able to uh, to fight in the, uh, in the in the in the competition that we're facing right now. Thank you to General Dickinson for being here in North Dakota. It's a really, really big deal to have him here. So great to have him see all the great assets here in North Dakota and how they can leverage that for Space Force and Space Command. Now, speaking of that, uh, Senator Kramer also held a press conference earlier today. I had a chance to interview him one-on-one. You'll see that in a moment. But one of the big questions is, okay, they've got this Air Force station in Cavalier. What, what is it really about? How does it help Space Force? Here's some of what Senator Kramer had to say about Cavalier. Talk about Cavalier. Very few people really understand what kind of asset that is. So that's on purpose. So tell us what you can. <laughs> tell me what you can. So Cavalier is very interesting. Cavalier has about 40 airmen. There's what, what, what Cavalier is all about is it's about radar. It's a very large 1970s era missile defense radar at Cavalier. That technology uh, is used not only to identify 
you know, potential missile attack, but but all things in space, a lot of space junk, everything from you know asteroids and rocks to satellites and and potential um, threats. They've been monitoring it up there for decades. Uh, it's one of just a very few radars of its type. Um, but but in recent in recent months in recent couple of years, as space has become a more contested domain, um, the ability not only to uh, track identifying tracks space is and space stuff is having a better understanding of what it is exactly. Um, it's getting to be a fairly cluttered domain as well as, as I said earlier, a contested domain. And so when General Raymond, the you know the Space Force chief, was here, we went up there and cut a ribbon on a new skiff um, and and met the new intelligence officers. What does that mean? Well, that means that in addition to just knowing there are things up there, it's important to not only know what they are, but what they do. What's the potential? And so having an intelligence skip and intelligence officers along with a higher caliber of uh, equipment, um, it just, it, again, it demonstrates how important it is. The 40 Airmen and Cavalier are um, small in number, maybe the smallest base in the Air Force system, not Air Force space system, um, but obviously very, very important. It's also quite remote, not a surprise to those of us who live here. As a result of that, when we were here uh, with General Raymond in, I think it was January, uh, they, the airmen up there were all offered and given a $700 a month salary increase to compensate for their remote location. Uh, that's how valuable that, uh, that place is. Yeah. So thank you to all the airmen up there in Cavalier, and we know little about it, and that's apparently on purpose, as Senator Kramer said. Also, a chance to catch up with Senator Kramer one-on-one, ask him a few questions about President Trump. I don't know if you heard in the Bob Woodward interview, but President Trump touched on, didn't say a lot about it, but touched on a new sort of secret weapon system, potentially nuclear. So I asked Senator Kramer about that since he's on the Armed Services Committee, and also asked him about the interview with President Trump, Bob Woodward, the COVID situation. Some interesting responses here. Check it out. What's the best thing he got out of his trip today, do you think? I think the best thing he got out of his trip today is he saw a power-packed couple of hour presentation by the incredible academic research intelligence assets that the University of North Dakota and North Dakota State University had to offer, along with a pro-military culture that I think makes um, the Red River Valley of North Dakota and really all of North Dakota a great fit for Space Command. So I got to ask you regarding military and, and where you sit on the committee uh, with yeah. the Bob Woodward interview back in December of 2019. President Trump said, yeah, I've created this great new weapon system, nuclear, and he kind of paused. What can you tell us about this new weapon system? Uh, well, <laughs> if, if he wasn't going to share it with you, I'd be hard-pressed to do it. Here, here's the thing. I think the, the, President Trump has had a, a, an eye on um, creating a space command and a space force uh, since the day he got to the Oval Office. He understands that space is no longer a benign domain, but that it is in fact a contested domain. He stood up a space command and he stood up a space force. As you know, I carried that legislation for, for the administration and the Armed Services Committee a year ago. 
And uh, he, as always, Donald Trump was seen way out in front of what everyone else was seeing. He saw that threat and he took action on it first. With regard to, you know, a weapons system um, per se, you know, there are a lot of things about space that are interesting. Obviously, cyber is important. Um, satellite communication, very important. Um, it's, it's important in everything we do, as you know, including the thing we're doing right now with this interview. Uh, but for space, um, we couldn't do what we're doing right now. All of that is at risk, in, including the exchange of, of money is at risk if our adversaries find a way to attack us in a, in a vulnerable sense. It's important to be able to defend against that. Um, maybe the president was talking about that, but one of the best ways to defend against any threat is to deter it. And the best way to deter it is to be able to have our own threat that's uh, more lethal than the enemy's. What do you see as the biggest threat coming out of space? I think many people hear space come in and are like, wait, what is this? What does it yeah. do? Yeah, so the biggest threat coming out of space, it could be any number of things. It could be kinetic, uh, kinetic weapon system. Um, but it is more likely a communication system or the ability to um, take down our communications systems, uh, whether it's through uh, the taking out of a satellite system or uh, an EMP, uh, all the above. Uh, there, are, there are a number of ways that, that space could race, you know, create havoc, or this, that, uh, that an adversary can create chaos um, with space assets. We need to be able to guard against that and be able to do it ourselves if necessary. I got to ask you two more things, sir. You were on uh, Scott Hanenser recently, and you said, "I know that I know that I know that these unnamed sources from the New York Times and Washington Post are made up." Is that how do you know that, and how fake is this? Some of this news that's coming out. I know it because of several unnamed sources that know it. That should be good enough for you. For crying out loud, what kind of a newsman are you? But I mean, if you had people from those organizations tell you, hey, we're just basically making this stuff up, or? As far as you know, yes, that's true. Got it. Your reaction then to uh, Bob Woodward's book and the situation there with President Trump saying, hey, it's dangerous, but I didn't want to create panic. Should he have said more from the get-go, meaning President Trump? I actually think the president, here's, here's what is one of Donald Trump's greatest assets, and it's what bites him the most often. He's painfully honest. He, his his um, train of thought comes out his mouth. It's part of how he processes information. It's what we love about him. It's what his enemies will always use against him because you can always take direct quotes, you can take them literally, which many people do, even though they should simply be taken seriously and, and put in appropriate context. I, I don't think anybody looks to Bob Woodward for their political advice. If you want a good hit piece, he's your man. I mean, and he's very good at it. I, I've never known Bob Woodward, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't, I've never met him. But I've never known him to set out to write a book that's favorable about a president. So why do you think President Trump did it? So one of the things I, one of the criticisms I've often said about Donald Trump is this: he has a um, he he has an inappropriate um, how should I say he has an inappropriate confidence of his ability to persuade adversaries. And that's a one, again, it's another one of those endearing qualities that generally earns him a lot of respect, um, but also makes him vulnerable to people like Bob Woodward and others. Thank you so much, Senator Kramer, for some of his time today, and of course, bringing General Dickinson into the great state of North Dakota. All right, stay with us. When we come back, some new polling coming out of Minnesota, but also another protest at Governor Wall's house in St. Paul. This one has to do with students and sports.
We'll tell you all about it coming up right after this. Please share your point of view with us. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.